Hey, welcome to Recharting Your Life with Hope. I'm Hope Cook, creator and host. If you feel stuck, restless, overwhelmed, or dissatisfied with your current life, despite your life looking pretty good on paper, or at least on social media, I can totally relate. Together, we'll figure out how to take the next right step. I'll interview women who are a little farther along on the path and get tips and ideas from them. I definitely don't have it figured out, so I'll share the ups and downs of my own journey with you. Let's get started because life is too short to waste in autopilot. If you want to be the best possible version of you, you're in the right place. Hey y'all, this is Hope Cook. Thank you for joining me. And I am so excited I've got a big announcement to make, but I'm not going to make it today. I want you to subscribe so you don't miss the episode where I make my big announcement. It's coming up and it's life-changing and I'm so excited. Um, But today's episode, we're going to talk about why so many of us don't move forward. So I hear from you. I hear that you're stuck. I hear that over and over and over again. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to move forward. I just don't know. So many of us say that. I just don't know. But we do know. We just don't want to admit it. Um, So today we're going to talk about all the reasons we don't move forward. We just stay stuck. The first reason is it's easier to just keep doing what we're doing. That is the easy road. And we all want the easy road. We don't want to make life harder for us. And if you make changes, life is going to get harder. An example of this is people who are vested for retirement. They're in a job. They're not happy. They're not content. It's not horrible usually, but they definitely would start looking for another job. But they say, but I'm vested for retirement in four years. Or if I leave now, I'll lose out on my pension. Um, And so they stay stuck. I have a friend right now who really would do awesome at another job. But he is determined to stay at his current job because he's going to get a big, you know, check for retirement. But when I actually asked him how much it was going to be if he left early, it wasn't that much. I mean, if he switched jobs and he was doing something he really loved, I don't think he would even miss that money one day. Um, Another reason people stay stuck is because they um, are afraid of the unknown, So this is fear of failure, which is completely normal. Everybody is afraid of failing. Nobody wants to look stupid. Nobody wants to um, have regrets after they make a change and then they say, oh my gosh, I shouldn't have done that. And that's what our big fear is, that we'll regret it. We don't know that until we try it, but our reptilian brain says, you better be careful. You don't want to make a life or death mistake not really life or death, but our reptilian brain thinks that it's trying to protect us from a lion or something. So it says, if you start walking across this field, you could get killed. If you start going a different path to pick your berries or whatever, you could get killed. So it's that normal part of our brain. It's that reptilian part that is trying to keep us alive. 
So this keeps us stuck. We never move to a new location. We never change jobs. We never go out for that opportunity that seems impossible because we're so afraid it won't happen. Um, when I was little, I remember trying out for Annie. I'd watched the movie and I loved Annie. And I don't know what in the world made me think I could sing. I was in this little um, program at the local library and we would act. But I mean, this was like five kids. We didn't act in front of a whole audience. And I definitely my family could sing, but I didn't really I was too little to be afraid. I didn't really think about failure. I just thought, well, either I'll be Annie or I won't. And so I went in and this lady was playing the piano in a big room by herself. I walked in across the floor and stood next to her. And she said, okay, honey, tell me your name. And I want you to sing a song. Do you know Row, Row, Row Your Boat? And I had to sing that. And I had to sing Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star. And I did not get picked, but I don't remember being devastated. I don't remember worrying about what people at school would say about me. I don't remember going home and hanging my head and telling my parents and my sister that I didn't make it. It just wasn't a big deal. It was either, yeah, you do it or you don't. Um, the third reason we don't move forward is we would only have ourselves to blame if things didn't go right. So as long as we're not moving forward, then we get to keep blaming other people or our circumstances. We may blame our kids. We may blame our spouse. You know, that that's why we're unhappy. And if we take a step forward on a new path and things don't go right, it's our own fault, right? So an example of this is my mom. Y'all may have listened to the episode with my mom, and she was such a good example when it came to trying stuff and not letting us hold her back. So when we were enrolled in gymnastics in, I was second grade, my sister was fourth grade, my mom called the gymnastics place to see if she could take classes too, because she said it looked like so much fun. <laughs> And she, I don't know how old she was, I guess late 30s or something. Um, and then again, we were in, she had to um, take tap in high heel tap shoes. She'd taken tap as a little girl, but she always wanted a pair of high heel tap shoes. And so she signed herself up for tap class and she bought her shoes and did her little tapping and she was as happy as could be. And she could have been really um I guess, bitter towards having kids and like, oh, my days of doing tap dance, my days of doing gymnastics are over. But she didn't. She did it anyway. And she she didn't actually take gymnastics when we were um, kids. I don't think they had an adult class. <laughs> but anyway, she did call. She was willing to do it. Um, when I decided to sign up for yoga teacher training, I mean, it was such an a bad time to do it. My kids were littler and we just had a lot going on and I was working full time, but I decided I am not going to hold this against. I'm not going to blame my family for not letting me do this. We can make it work. And we did. And they got to see that I was taking tests and practicing and learning new things. All right. The fourth reason we don't move forward is because friends and family expect us to be a certain way and do things a certain way. And if we change, we may disappoint them 
or at least we think we will. An example I heard was um, on The Biggest Loser, that show, there was one guy who in the first six weeks, he lost a lot of weight. And so this was um, between November and December. And this was the first year Biggest Loser decided to let people go home over Christmas break, the participants, and then come back. And I think part of it was probably they just wanted to catch things on camera, you know, family drama and who knows, maybe they were even hoping people would gain weight back and that would be part of the um, lure of watching the show. But anyway, this one guy had already started losing weight. He was, you know, on a exercise regimen. And when he went back, he gained all the weight back over that week period and came back and the coach was asking him, what in the world? Why did you, why, why did you let all this go? And he said, I looked at my mom's face and the disappointment I saw because she's a really, you know, obese lady and he was different and he saw disappointment in her face that they were no longer the same. He had moved past her in his health and fitness journey and left her behind and he detected that she was disappointed. So that is a big fear that a lot of us have. Um you know, it's super hard to step out of the shoes that we've always worn and and try on a new pair. I heard um, my son was telling me that there's this vegan lady on social media and she's made a lot of people mad because she says becoming a vegan is, is as hard as coming out of the closet, which it's not, obviously. But she says, um, you know, being different and, and putting yourself out there as I do this, it, which is different than what you do, that's a good way to lose friends and family. I don't know if being a vegan is all that different and if you're going to actually lose friends and family. But the point is, we, we're the average of the five people we spend the most time with. So if you are hanging around your whole Italian family in a sea of brunettes and you decide to dye your hair platinum blonde, you are going to stick out. You're going to be different. If you're a teacher and all your best friends are teachers, this was like my mom, all our best friends were teachers. And then if you decide to quit one day and start a bakery or do something completely different, all of a sudden you're not samesies with your best friends. They're still the same, but you're the odd duck out. So that can be really scary and it can be easier to just keep doing things the way you're doing them so that you have friends and family to uh, blend in with. And the last reason we hold off on doing things now is because we think we can always do them later. And I see this so much with retirement. I see people who, patients who retire and they think that they're going to have all their entire retirement to do fun things. And what happens is they have health issues. They may develop cancer or they have a stroke or... Something happens and it just, they, they're not allowed the same opportunities because they waited. So don't hold off doing things later. I mean, don't hold, don't hold off doing things now because you think you can do them later. The present me and the future me 
disagree. And here's, I came across this, Jerry Seinfeld, you know, he was on Seinfeld and he did the stand-up routine about <laughs> night guy and morning guy. And this is sort of like the future me and the present me. So what he said was, I never get enough sleep. I stay up late at night because I'm night guy. Night guy wants to stay up late. What about getting up after five hours sleep? Oh, that's morning guy's problem. That's not my problem. I'm night guy. I stay up as late as I want. So you get up in the morning, the alarm rings, you're exhausted and groggy. Oh, I hate that night guy. See, night guy always screws morning guy. There's nothing morning guy can do. And so think about your future self. There is a website called futureme.org, and you should check this out. This is fascinating. You can write yourself a letter in the future, and they will email it to you. And you can do it a year from now. You can do it five years from now. They even have examples of letters. You can choose to make your letter private so nobody ever sees it except you and your inbox. Or they can, you can make it um, public and just not put your name on it. And I read some of these. And if you write yourself a letter like, Dear Hope, I hope five years from now you have published your first book. I hope you have blah, blah, blah. And just setting that intention out there and putting that hope out into the world it creates um, momentum and it, it allows you to think that it's actually possible. So yeah, don't hold off doing things now because you think you can do them later. If nothing changes, nothing will change. Um, and then I also wanted to say, this was when I was talking about number, I think it was two above, the fear part of it. So if you accept that there will always be fear with momentum, with moving forward, if you expect it and you invite it in, it's a whole lot less scary. Elizabeth Gilbert talks about fear and she writes a letter to fear. She just, she kind of personifies fear and says, you know, recognize that fear is in the car with you. Maybe it's allowed to sit in the front seat. Maybe you put it in the back seat and you can take its advice. You can listen to fear, listen to its concerns, but then you say, it's okay. I've got it from here. I don't need your help anymore. I've also heard it said, you can dance with fear. Whisper in his ear that you know he'll always be there, but you're going to choose a new partner named Courage. And if you want to do like Elizabeth Gilbert, write a letter to fear. And then without giving it too much thought, let fear respond. So you, you write like you write a letter as if you're writing to fear. Dear fear, thank you for your concern. I understand you think I'm going to be a big failure. I'm going to make a fool of myself, blah, blah, blah. But I've got this. And then without giving it too much thought, you let fear respond. You just start writing. Um, but I'm worried that maybe you don't know what you're doing and maybe you're moving too fast. And, you know, you just kind of have a dialogue on paper. I've done that before with y'all. And I know you, it feels like you're um, kind of like split personality and you think maybe I'm going crazy. If anybody ever saw this written down, they would really think I was crazy. But it works. 
And then another way to move forward despite being afraid is just to take the next right step. When we think about our future, we think about, oh my gosh, I have got to do, I've got to get a new job. I've got to, you know, sign up for a new health insurance. I've got to get a whole new wardrobe. And that can seem completely overwhelming. But if you just take the next right step, then you will... um progress forward. When I was thinking about starting the podcast, I mean, think about all the little steps that go into this. I was like, I don't know which platform to use. I need to get some kind of cover art. I need to get a photograph of me. I need to come up with a name for the podcast. And how do people come up with music? It was just so overwhelming because of all the little steps. But I decided the first thing I would do would be to record um, an intro. And so, or a trailer. So you can do that. And I just Googled what are free podcast platforms. I use Anchor. It's free. So if you're thinking about doing something like starting a podcast or writing a book, just do that very first step. You just keep backing it up until you think, well, what is the first little step I could take? And you don't get clarity from action. You get clarity. I mean, you don't get clarity from thinking about it. You're not going to be like, oh, I've thought about it enough. Now I know all the steps. Now I can just start. You get clarity from action. So that's why you just take one little step. And lastly, you've heard about the book, um, the hospice nurse wrote, after interviewing all these patients who were dying and she writes the top 10 regrets of the dying the number one regret of the dying is that you lived a life on other people's terms you did not live a life on your own terms so start today think about what you don't want to regret and then just make a choice to move forward if you want to reach out and let me know what it is you're thinking about, how you, how I can help you move forward, um, let me know. Hope.cook at gmail.com. And y'all subscribe so you can hear my big announcement coming up. Hey, y'all. Thanks for listening today. I really appreciate it. If you know someone who could benefit from hearing this episode, please share it with them. I would also love it if you would leave a review on Apple iTunes. That helps me reach more people. So please do it. And lastly, if you want more of what you heard today, you can go on over to my website at hopethepa.com. And I have created this little amazing free ebook called Your Guide to Hacking the Life Machine. And you can sign up for my weekly newsletter. It has lots of yummy things in it. All right, y'all take care and I will see you next week.